Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of our podcast. Uh, my name is Angie, and I'm here with Kira, Paige, and Sarah. We're also going to have a few other voices on this podcast today as we will be conducting some surveys um, to gather some information on people's opinions of the American criminal justice system and what they think of our system in comparison to some other countries. So today's topic is Criminal Justice 101. Um, we're going to be going over some facts and statistics, some research that we've conducted, as well as our um, brief little survey that we did on campus here. Um, and yeah, so today's, um, what we're going to be talking about mainly is Sweden. Um, Scandinavian countries are known for having better prison conditions than we have here in America. Um, most specifically, Norway is one people commonly think of. They've got um, very nice prison facilities, just a lot more freedom than um, what you picture here in like an American prison. So um, for the purpose of this analysis, we will be focusing on Sweden's criminal justice system, and we will discuss the similarities and differences between the system of Sweden versus America. We'll also get into a comparative analysis and try to determine which country has the better system based on both the survey results and our own personal research, including some other polls and statistics. So to get started, um, I'm going to tell you about a small little brief survey we conducted here on the Hamlin University campus in March of 2019. The goal of this podcast is to analyze the criminal justice system of Sweden in comparison to our system here in America, which is often a topic of controversy. Many people believe that our system here in America is corrupt, unfair, and extremely prejudiced. To conduct further analysis of the system, we reached out to our peers on campus to collect information and opinions regarding the criminal justice system and how media influences public opinion on politics. Our guiding question, aside from our overall goal of determining the superior ideal system, is what does the public think of America's criminal justice system and what knowledge does the average person have of other countries' systems? We asked fellow Hamlin students about their views on the American system and proceeded with follow-up questions to gather information about the public's general understanding of the criminal justice systems of other countries. We went around our campus seeking out individuals who wished to speak on the subject of criminal justice and offer their insight on the subject. We asked six individuals what they would change about America's criminal justice system if they could. And these are some of the responses we recorded. The following is a compilation of all the responses we recorded from our peers here on the Hamlin University campus. Our guiding question was if you could make one change to our current criminal justice system in America, what type of reform would you make? All right. Um, just the prejudice against all people of color um, in the criminal justice system and the um, empirical bias towards supporting white people in criminal justice cases. I would take away the death penalty because nobody has the right to play God. I know you said criminal justice like system, but as a whole, I'm thinking we have a very hard time accepting the whole like innocent until proven guilty concept. We very much are quick to be like, you're a bad person. I was about to say guy, but it could be girl and I don't want to be gendered at all. But I think the whole concept of really believing People are innocent when they walk in that room until it's been proven. They're bad. Your turn. Sure. I think there's a lot of issues with educating our police force. So I read a 
well, and I read an article of it happened in 2014, and this man, he was a type one diabetic, and he was so driving home. With you. I love diabetes, and he um he he got low, which is when you're low, you you get like super loopy. So he was behind behind a truck, he was driving right, and they pulled him over and they beat him to death. Because when you're low and you're diabetic, you get angry. Like, it's just what happens. And all you need is some sugar. They would have pulled out a Snickers, it would have been fine. They beat it. And so, it's educating our our police officers. And, like, back to, like, the health issues. The people in prison, going back to diabetics, like, access to insulin and access to, like, their healthcare needs. And, like, especially, like, females. And, like, they're PMSing. All these things that they, they got to deal with. So, it's, like, understanding that like even though people are criminal they still have health needs and that may making sure that their quality of life is okay definitely i would make drug offenses less punishable and violent crimes more severe in punishment um so the thing with the criminal justice system is that Everyone says that it's broken, but it's actually working the exact same way that the people who created it want it to work in today's society. Awesome. All right, whenever you guys are ready. Uh, yeah, so I know for me, um, my biggest thing that I wonder about is just the, the whole voting rights situation and when people lose their voting, voting rights when they go to prison and then when they come out and they still can't vote, how they're not being represented and they can't kind of fight for their own justice if their voice isn't being heard in the political system. <laughs> oh, and then just programs for people coming out of prison for like getting jobs and just getting their life back on track. I think it's really important. Definitely. We also went around our group and just discussed the guiding question ourselves and shared our own opinions on the reforms we would make. The changes I would make, want to make to America's criminal justice system is the uh, violating probation um, stuff. People will commit minor crime infraction when they're already on probation and then they get sent back to prison for that infraction and it just keeps creating a cycle where they keep entering the prison system. And then they're out of a job, their families are out of income, and it just hurts the economy and society as a whole. One reform I would say they should make is legalizing marijuana because marijuana does not harm anybody, really. You can't overdose on it, but yet you can get alcohol poisoning from drinking too much, and that's legal, and tobacco is legal, but there's literally no other harms to it than, like, no different harms than tobacco and alcohol, but those are legal and marijuana isn't. And it would also reduce the prison system, like the prison, prison population, and I think that would really help with that. So you're guilty and you have to prove your innocence when it should be you're innocent until you're proven guilty. But our system is not working like that. That's where I think our system is broken. And she pointed out a great point on that. And if we did legalize marijuana, that would create less uh, violations of probation and less people would be entering the system over and over again in the systematic way that they are. I think our um, prison system is also gearing more towards our Euro European nations, kind of like Sweden, where they have good reformation or rehabilitation um, situations for their prisoners. Here, um, we focused more on discipline and correction, but now we're shifting gears to try to educate prisoners, try to give them the tools they need to su succeed in society when they're out. 
Um, the thing is, we're just in transition and it takes time and money. And the shifting of opinions of like correction officers and the staff that run the prisons to get that mindset there. Uh, one change I would make would be um, the way that felons are treated when they get out of prison. Um, they have already served their time, so I don't think it's necessary for um, them their voter rights to be confiscated just because they have that felon charge on their record. Um, they should be able to vote. They're still a citizen. Once they leave jail, they are a, a citizen. And um, I just I just think voting rights, everybody should have that. And then it's also just really hard for them to get jobs because of that charge. And I think it would just contribute more to the economy and having more productive members of society if there were more, um, if there was equal job opportunity for felons. Going off of this topic, let's talk about the difference in drug laws between Sweden and America. Um, first of all, just crime rates in general are very different um, when you compare Sweden to America. In fact, many European countries actually have um, such a decline in their crime rates that they're and a decline in inmates and their prison populations that they're actually closing a lot of prisons. And um, the Netherlands is one example of this. In recent years, it's already closed several prisons and um, will continue to close many more in following years because it's seen such a drop in the inmate rates, incarceration rates, and crime rates in general. This can't be said for America where we have the highest prison population, we have just overcrowding of the prisons. Sweden is another country that has seen a intense decline in crime rates and incarceration rates and has also closed several prisons. In 2013, Sweden closed four prisons and one correctional facility. And uh, the declining rate has been seen from 2004 to 2011, um, a 1% drop in crime. But in just one year from 2011 to 2012, there was a 6% decrease. And this can possibly due to um, a law passed in 2011, uh, actually a Supreme, Swedish Supreme Court ruling, um, which was a decision to lessen the sentences for drug offenses. And this led to inmates spending less time in prison and therefore decreasing the overall prison population in Sweden. There are some upsides to the Swedish system that would be ideal for Americans to take on. One of these concepts is their prison population. In an average day, it's said that about 4,000 people are held in Swedish prisons out of a population of nearly 10 million. This is extremely minor compared to the 2.3 million people incarcerated in America as of 2018. The U.S. has the highest prison population of any other nation. And the conditions, they are far worse than that of the Swedish prisons. In Sweden, incarceration is centered around rehabilitation rather than punishment, and this method has shown to be more effective in preventing crime. You can't argue with the statistics. Sweden has a 40% rate of people re-entering the prison system, which is far less than the U.S., or most countries for that matter. Now this is no coincidence at all. Recent polls from the past year support this evidence, in fact. A poll conducted by Public Opinion Strategies on behalf of an organization called the Justice Action Network reveals that over 75% of Americans believe that our criminal justice system is due for a reform, or for that matter, several significant changes, not just a singular reform. Now, among the 75%, most people believe in prison reforms, and that includes multiple different things. but. Um, the most significant ones was 87% supported creating alternatives to incarceration, 
so reducing our prison population. And over 90% believed that formerly incarcerated people should have the same educational and employment opportunities as everybody else. Now, I believe that this would include um, voting rights for felons and the like, just equal employment opportunities um, for people who were formerly incarcerated. It is very hard to get a job having been in prison, having been a felon. Um, so that's definitely something that, you know, 90% of people believe in and want to make an impact there. And then we also took a look at an additional study from 2017, which also had similar findings and um, pretty much equally supported our survey results. So this study, this was a broader one. This involved um, 1,003 interviews conducted over the phone, and the subjects were Americans all across the country. So this study's key finding was that 91% of Americans identify an issue in the criminal justice system that must be fixed. This seems a little more accurate with our findings. Um, I'm not sure how that 75% came into play. However, that is a more recent study. So uh, perhaps average the two. But overall, um, the majority of Americans, as, as you can see, uh, believes in reforming our criminal justice system in some type of way. So from this study, 71% of that group emphasized the importance of fixing our prison systems. This seems to be kind of the biggest topic, the kind of the biggest thing that people want reformed. So the specific policies that this group pushes for is the reduction or even the elimination of mandatory minimum laws, which kind of solidifies sentencing and keeps, keeps incarceration rates steady. Um, and then also they want you know proper treatment and uh, rehab for addicts and mentally ill individuals. Basically from that other study, like the um, alternatives to incarceration, rehab would be one of them, treatment would be one of them. And yeah, so these people believe basically that um, there should just be an alternative, not everybody should be thrown right into prison for every single offense. Um, because obviously in some cases a drug offense may that may be an addict or it may be a mentally ill person who um, who did the crime but in any case the goal should be at least this is what um, a lot of these people were saying from these statistics is you know the goal should be to help these people it's not always the answer to just throw everybody in prison and just punish everybody equally Perhaps this is one of the biggest differences between the systems. Sweden's approach is far more preventative than the U.S., which focuses more heavily on punishment and is extremely reliant on the prison systems to control crime. Sweden does not carry the same mindset or execute prison systems in the same way. So what do you guys think about the no-bail policy in Sweden? They do not have bail at all. Um, I think that since they don't have bail, they probably don't have it because they don't have many minor crime charges and they don't have a lot of people in their prison system in general so I don't think that they need the bail because the people who are in the prison system are people who shouldn't be in society. Alright so now we're just going to open it up for a discussion on just our personal opinions on what um country we think has the better uh, overall system. For me personally, I would say at least um, probably for the prison system, Sweden definitely wins there um, just because they have 
better treatment, more freedom for the inmates, and their focus is more um, on rehab rather than just punishment and discipline like we have here in America. Um, and that's kind of what America's trying to shift towards, but um, definitely right now Sweden has the better system there. What do you guys think? I also think Sweden has the better system because they focus on educating their individuals and getting them ready to be productive members of society. And when members are out, they can take care of their families, provide for their families, they're an active member of society, they're bringing in an income, everything. It's just a better as a whole. I would also have to say Sweden, and I think their like basic systematics are probably better than America. And when it comes to like the numbers of people in prison, um, how dramatically low they are in Sweden, I think um, that has a lot to do with, first of all, I'm there's a lot more people in America, but I think um, America has a lot more issues with like racism and prejudice and um, discrimination and all that stuff, which coming from the police force and coming from the legal system, which then in turn creates more inmates, more issues, more um, crime, like so many of the crimes that are committed and um, reasons for people being charged and um, arrested come from um, racism and discrimination and all that stuff. So I think one of the big reasons that America's system struggles is the social issues in society that somewhere like Sweden or other European countries um, don't have. Is it even recording? It's still going. Okay. So I think that um, the fact alone that America has the highest incarceration rate is um, enough to say that that's not really grounds to say that um, the U.S. has a better system than really any other country. The way I look at it, I see that that looks like we're kind of losing when we have the highest rate of incarceration. We have 2.3 million people in jail, a lot of it for really small crimes. Um, in my opinion, I think that that is probably the worst, one of the worst systems just from that alone. So now we're going to just discuss some of the survey results that we recorded. Um, and one, the one that um, I personally found the most interesting was um, the woman who had said that the system isn't necessarily broken. It's more, it's actually working exactly how it was designed to work. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I thought that was really interesting too because um, I never really, I haven't really heard anybody else say that, but if you think about it, it's really true and the mindset, the whole um, like social climate in America has changed so drastically from when the legal, like when the country was being founded and at that time it might have worked and it was necessary, but now um, it's changed so much and it's incredibly difficult to go back and change the fundamentals of the system that was created so so many years ago but at the same time it's really necessary because everything has changed so I think that is a really good point that the system is not keeping up with the changes that society has been making. That's true. I agree with that too and another point that I found interesting was the point where you're guilty 
and you have to prove your so do you guys think that the system was intentionally created to be prejudiced to be racist and i don't think so i don't I mean, do you think it was created because, I mean, she was saying it, people say the system is broken because it's, you know, it's, some people say it's racist, it's prejudiced, whatever, it's unfair. Um, so do you guys think it was created to be that way or is that just a defect of the system? I don't think it was supposed to be created that way, but people have certain mindsets and they don't want to change their minds. Like, that's like a sociology, that's a sociological part of like a human's like brain. It's just like they believe what they want to believe. I think it's called like belief perseverance where even though there's evidence that like you shouldn't do that, that's wrong, they still will believe what they want to believe and they won't, they won't change their minds no matter what anybody else thinks. And I think that's just like the part that's like affecting this. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially <laughs> the people in the system that are, that are creating that and keeping it the way. Yeah. That's, that's what I think at least. I think... Um, there's a number of policy changes that need to be made, but overall, um, it's really it really comes down to the people in the system who are working in the system, and you know, and the people creating policy. Of course, that's that all. It all comes down to just the individual people. So it's needless to say that this um, Supreme Court decision, that legislation in general, has an effect on a country. This ruling in 2011 obviously um, contributed to the 6% decrease in crime rates and incarceration in 2011 in Sweden. Um, So the question here is, how should America learn from this? Should the U.S. adopt these policies? Should the U.S. specifically take on this lesser punishment for drug crimes? Or is there another piece of legislation that can be amended or passed to help the U.S. drop the incarceration rates. As we've mentioned, this is a big problem in the U.S. So um, just going off of this, it it shows that that legislation has a very big impact on the citizens and on the incarceration rates and crime rates of the overall country. In the United States, drugs such as marijuana are treated the exact same as even heroin or cocaine by law. Any sale or cultivation of marijuana is a felony charge and a sentence of up to 10 years. Even in some extreme cases, you could even be locked up for life for a sale or cultivation. And then simply for possession, a second offense possession of any amount can earn you a sentence of two years up to three years for multiple offenses. Now, when you compare America's drug laws to other countries, it seems ridiculous, but this can probably be said for our overall criminal justice system. Um, There are people sitting in jail in America for very small amounts of marijuana, while other countries like Sweden don't even necessarily lock people up for the same offenses. Um, Drug crimes in Sweden are far less punishable. There are actually other countries which do not punish drug offenses at all, and we'll get We'll get to that later. But um, in Sweden, the definition of a minor offense is far different than what's even considered a minor offense in America. This is a far um, drastic change between the two, or a difference between the two countries. Sweden classifies all of the following as minor possessions. Marijuana up to 50 grams, cocaine up to half a gram, heroin up to 0.39 of a gram, 
and meth up to 6 grams. In these cases, all of these are considered only minor drug offenses and only a fine is warranted, and the fine is issued based on the income of the offender. Um, but there's no charge for this small amounts of drug possession. And this is very far different from the American system, which, you know, as I had mentioned, you can get locked up for up to three years simply for possession of a very small amount of marijuana. And there are currently people sitting in jail for this reason. Um, now, for a more extreme example, let's compare the U.S. to Portugal. As I had mentioned, um, there are countries which do not punish drug laws at all. Um, so let's just make this comparison to put our drug laws into perspective. So Portugal has legalized recreational drug use, since uh, and there is no punishment for this in their country. Um, so let's just compare the crime levels between these two countries. So in the U.S., crime levels in general are 81% higher than that of Portugal, and the U.S. has four times more marijuana use than Portugal. For total crimes, the U.S. ranks first with 11.88 million, and this is 54 times more than Portugal. So that just puts it into perspective for you. And there are many people who think that the U.S. Um, should adopt such drug policies of other countries or at least um, have some kind of a reform. Um, not necessarily go to the extreme like Portugal, but just find some kind of common middle ground like Sweden and, you know, basically just lessen the drug sentences. There's many people who think that um, minimum mandatory sentencing is a bad idea and is inherently um, a root of the problem of our overpopulation in our prison systems in America. Overall, both countries have one thing in common. The highest percentage of incarcerated individuals are in prison due to drug-related crimes. The war on drugs in America has contributed to the unnecessary incarceration of far too many individuals who committed victimless crimes. Simply put, it's hard to say which country is better when both systems could use work. No system in any country is perfect. So for the second part of our survey, um, we asked people what if they had any idea about an example of another country that um, pol policies that were good from their system that America could adopt. And um, to our surprise, nobody really had an answer for this. I thought most people would say like Sweden or Norway because of their prison systems, but there were not a lot of ideas thrown out there, which kind of shows us that there's not, um, just based on our small survey, there's not a lot of knowledge out there about other prison systems and other um, criminal justice systems. So um, we're gonna kind of talk about that today. It's been reported that indigenous Swedes have lower crime rates than Swedish immigrants. However, this statistic may be skewed by Sweden's definition of an immigrant. In Sweden, a person with Swedish nationality and heritage but has been born abroad is considered an immigrant. Technically, this is called a first-generation immigrant, but is still considered an immigrant. Now, let's look at the statistics. There are 1.6 million immigrants in Sweden, which is 18% of the population. This means that 72% of Sweden is indigenous Swedes. So this means that this 18% has a much higher crime rate than the 72% of indigenous people in Sweden. This is much different from America, which is made up of immigrants. 
Another thing that's very different is simply the way that they define immigration. Um, Citizenship and country of birth classifies immigration in Sweden, not race or ethnicity or nationality like we would consider here in America. Um, And another thing is that immigrants may include people of Denmark, Norway, Finland, other Scandinavian people closely related to Swedes. In America, when we think of an immigrant, we think of somebody foreign or, you know, somebody um, from across the world. We think of somebody who's very different from us as an immigrant. But in Sweden, immigrants can be people of Swedish nationality who were simply born in a different country, and that country can be a neighbor like Norway. And our next podcast will be on Civil Justice 101. Well, we're going to wrap up there, and this will conclude our second episode of our Swedish podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode on criminal justice in the Swedish versus the American system. Um, Our next episode will be on civil justice instead, and we will be doing pretty much the same thing here, just a comparative analysis um, between the two countries, focusing primarily on Sweden and America, um, and just kind of pointing out, as we did here, pros and cons of each system, trying to kind of figure out which one has the better overall system, laws, and legislation, and what America can learn and adopt from countries like Sweden and other Scandinavian countries. Um, So yeah, thank you so much for listening in today, and I hope you enjoy our next episode.